I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hola, buenos dias, bienvenue, welcome. To one and all, it's Hog, House of Gossip. Oink, oink, bitches. Here we are. It's Clara Kavanagh, it's Sophie Lyons, and we are ready to rock. We've got gossip bursting out of our scenes today. It was pretty tricky to figure out what to talk about. (laughs) (laughs) And we are very excited to get into it with your weekly dose of pop culture nourishment. Uh, so, how are you? I am fabulous and ready to chat. Fantastic. Love to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready to chat. Leo Veradker in the hot seat. Uh, got loads of funny comments about our town planning versus Drake's monster of last week's episode. So thank you all. I've never heard of... <laughs> <laughs> monster. Calling it a monster. <laughs> monster missile. We just like to show range, nuance... Diversity, that's what it's all about in the House of Goss. Class. Yeah. <laughs> we want to show political issues and reproductive curiosity. Yes. Yeah. Also, I think we were speaking just before the record, but the listeners seem to really enjoy content about manhood and sex and all that. Below the belt content is really revving your engines. And ours. I can kind of see why. I'm trying to think, is there a podcast that talks about... Sexual issues. Anything like that. With two girls. So, yeah, we're going to keep that in mind now for future episode plannings. And give the the girlies, the guys, what they want. That's our burden to bear. Yes. Talking about manhoods and... I love talking about it. Members and monsters. And magic sticks. Anyway. Got the magic stick. (laughs) Sophie, please tell us what you're adoring or detesting this week. Mine is an Emerald Isle-inspired Shador. Oh. I'm home for the weekend and I flew home Aer Lingus, which I never get to do because it's always so much more expensive. Oh, the luxury. And it's just so much more calm. Yes. Ryanair is chaos. So calm. The ladies, when I hear the accents, I'm always just like, yes, yes. So that was lovely. Upon touchdown in Dublin, the passport control, more delicious accents, asking for my Mm. passport. So just the general homecoming, I absolutely adore. And I just got a facial earlier. So it's it's all, everything's coming up Sophie today. (laughs) Happy days. I really need a facial. I haven't gotten one in like two years, I think. Oh, wow. I know I'm flat out doing my banana facials, but um, I'd like a professional one where it's not just me wiping fruit fruit peel on my face she was pushing down like my shoulders oh like it was really delicious and like into my scalp my hair looks so greasy after but wowie (laughs) i love when they do a scalp massage yeah and like into the back and then kind of your back and then kind of lifting up your neck oh stop it's (laughs) gorgeous (laughs) 
It was all delicious. Um, so that's mine. A, a trip to the Emerald Isle is my j'adore. What's yours, Gaza? Uh, you could probably predict this, but my j'adore is Texas Hold'em, Beyonce's new songs. It's great. It's so good. This now makes her outfit at the Grammys make sense when she was wearing the cowboy hat. Hondi P. Louis Vuitton outfit. It was like, what is going on here? It's like classic Beyonce. You don't understand it at first. You feel like a thicko and then it all gets explained and makes sense and you feel great. She was very subdued at the Grammys, was she? Very. I don't know if she liked uh, Jay-Z's speech. Yeah. Did she feel a bit embarrassed? Very subdued. My favourite moment of of the Grammys was when Dua Lipa was uh, didn't she open the show or she was sh- sashaying a lot amongst the front um the, the front row and like Blue Ivy kind of just they were beside Blue, she was coming up to Blue Ivy and Jay-Z and Beyonce's table and Blue Ivy just kind of turns around and gives a side eye to her mom and Beyonce just puts the hat down it was so good you would be sassy if you were Blue Ivy so sassy because like Dua Lipa's great and I think though because she just came so close maybe she was like oh but yeah it was very funny Blue Ivy is so good in the Renaissance film, I must say. She's like such a great, strong, mature, independent little 11. She was 11 at the time. Doing the dancing or just chatting? Both. Like, oh, okay. And she goes under the wing of the dance captain and like dealing with like, you know, remember when she started, she like, you know, she had a lot to learn. And then by the end of it, <laughs> she's so confident. Yeah. Of like the Renaissance tour. Like, so it's, but she's just such a great little girl and she gives her mom so much sass. It's amazing. So plenty of that at the Grammys. Oh, I haven't watched it. Beyonce now with this release of the country album. She's has a new album, which is so like soon. I feel like I'm still processing Renaissance. And now we've got part two coming. Uh, yeah, I feel like you're only dusting off the sweat from Renaissance. Exactly. Like, and so because I kind of forgot it was like part one, part two, part three. But I thought part one was the album. Part two was the tour and part three was the movie. Boy, was I wrong. Oh. So people might already know this, but I'm just going to give you Beyonce's vision. What does Renaissance mean? Rebirth. Yes. So Beyonce created the house and dance music album, Renaissance, that we know and love. Now she's doing a country album. So here is Beyonce going back and making music in the genres that black people had huge influences in. That's helped to start, like all the roots were formed. Like house music was created in like the dance halls in Detroit, like through these and had such a huge. Detroit? Yeah, like Frankie Knuckles, all this. And then the New York ballroom scene, all created by black people. It then gets taken by white people and made famous. What is, it's honestly like a dirt track outside. Now, with the country music, she's going back, she's reclaiming it because so much of like the country music started with black singers. Yeah. The banjo was brought to America on slave ships. So what she's doing is she's going back to those roots and reclaiming them and going back and taking them back. And she's such a visionary. It's incredible. And then so now all the speculation is on the third act and it's going to be everyone saying it's going to be rock and roll. Because if you have like artists like Chuck Berry, Lil Richard, all people who the Rolling Stones say copied and like anglicized, made it white, took it and made it. All their influences were like black artist influences mm-hmm. that they just like a white man doing it. And then they've made all their money off it. Like Elvis copied so many black artists like James Brown, everyone. Yeah. So 
third act is going to be rock and roll. Sorry, where have you read all this? On a lot of websites today. God, that's amazing. So I see her third act going into a like Tina Turner era. And like, do you remember Don't Hurt Yourself from Lemonade? Like the Alanis Morissette style song with Jack White. Oh no, he's just it. Stunning. You know, the one where she's really given out to Jay-Z. Wow. That was really interesting philosophy. So, so that's what she's doing. That's her vision. And I just think it's such a clever way. Say she's in her 40s now. It's such a clever way to like have new album content because she's done the kind of like poppy albums. Then she did the Beyonce visual album, Groundbreaking. Then she did Lemonade and she acknowledged the whole Jay-Z relationship thing. And then it's like, where do I go from here? And now it's all about like, well, obviously the Lion King album, which is actually one of my favourite Beyonce albums. But like, <laughs> and reimagining the the Lion King through Beyonce's eyes. But then now this is doing these three parts. You get three world tours out of this. You get three albums out of it. It's an amazing way to give your career a load of longevity. Yeah, there's a strategy behind it. And a strategy behind it that like means something that has a political message, but it's also like boot scooting fun, like Texas Hold'em. Honestly, I've been line dancing around my kitchen. I can't wait for the costumes. And it speaks true to all the silver cowboy hats we had with Renaissance. Like it's all, and the, and the horse. And the chat. The Studio 54 horse with the, was it Diana Jagger rode into Studio 54? But then that's also in the country. Oh, love it. That's that's like proper literature. Yeah, it is. It's like poetry in motion. She's unbelievable. I've honestly had Texan Hold'em on repeat. I need to listen to it again because I've only heard it twice, but I really like it. That's so good. It'll just, you'll be lying down around your kitchen. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Save a horse, ride a cowboy. <laughs> So, Clara, my topic I'm bringing to you this week. Mm. Amy Schumer was on Jimmy Fallon the other night. We're recording this on a Friday. I think this only happened yesterday or Wednesday evening in the States. Yes. And her face, doctors apparently online were saying like, whoa, what's happened to Amy Schumer's face? It looks really swollen and puffy. And she took like, I think she basically came back out the next day saying, giving her reaction to it yeah and she basically said like oh now it did look really puffy like she didn't really look like herself no it looks noticeably puffy as well because it's not really aligned with her body no and then they were like wow moon face and we spoke about moon face a while ago with zach efron remember curious case Mm. of the moon face (laughs) and it's like steroids and stuff can do it to her but she came out basically being like I think she said, like, thanks for your feedback. Um, <laughs> and she was like, all this deliberation that's been going on about my appearance, um, as all women have for almost 20 years. And you're right, my face is puffier right now. She said she's endometriosis and autoimmune disease that every every woman should read about. Um, hormonal things going on, blah, blah, blah. People were saying it was like st- steroids can do this to you which are used to treat stuff like inflammation and stuff that she might have. But I just thought it was so quick to go from like, wow, moon face. And then she turned it back and said, stop shaming me. And she gave this really long, I won't read it out, but she gave a, she gave a nice lengthy 
caption on Instagram and she was like historically women's bodies have barely been studied medically compared to men and women don't need any excuse to like explain their physical appearance yeah she's like I want to take this opportunity to advocate for self-love and acceptance of the skin you're in it's really fabulous which I think is great but then I also kind of went down another rabbit hole go on of moon face moon face in men obviously we've spoken about Zac Efron but there's this really great kind of wave on Instagram. Yeah. And it's focusing on celebrities and what they've done with their face. I don't know if I've sent you any of them. Okay. And it's all the different use of like fillers and stuff. Oh and they're going like saying Bradley Cooper has had a facelift. And they're like explaining why. Ari Kyogen's had a good bit of work done apparently. Has then he? they do the normals like Kylie Jenner, Nicole Scherzinger. Apparently Brad Pitt has had a facelift recently. Did you see that? Oh yeah, it was like a million. He's like Benjamin Butting. He's like reversing. He, he Sorry, and I must say compliments to his surgeons. Compliments to the chef. Yeah, yeah, really. I think it, it's it's remarkable. Because even if they, there's photos of him like two years ago and photo, photo, and he looked good then. But photos of him now. He looks amazing. Oh my God. They said that the way you can tell is like yes. there's some kind of fold at the ear or like around there, the ear area. So they'll pull it back. I think it's behind your ears around like the bit of your jaw. So you'll most likely see it. But then this one I was looking at about Bradley Cooper, who's fully had a facelift. There's a picture of him on a boat in Italy with your one, what's her name? Arena Shake. So like two years ago or something. And he's on a boat and he has the kind of stitching scars things there. Oh. And it's so interesting just thinking of Bradley Cooper getting facelift, isn't it? Especially because, you know, he's 49. Like, what is he doing getting a face- facelift at 49? And they're like, because they're basically saying he went kind of like jowly. Oh I also just think there's such a double standard where like if a woman, i.e. Amy Schumer, goes on a talk show and her face looks a bit different. It's everywhere being like, moon face, moon face. And then it's like Brad yeah. Pitt is literally reversed in age and no one's saying and anything not really that much sad about like the fact that he went and got plastic surgery do you remember when Giselle Bunchen was spotted coming out of like a clinic and it was alleged she had a facelift and like she definitely did but it was a big deal yeah the double standard yeah of like why you can talk about it with women so nonchalant and kind of with men it's in hushed tones but now I've I looked into it and now they're calling um men kind of talking about their plastic surgery but Brotox <laughs> and then I came across this thing Joe Jonas I'll send you the video or I'll link it in the show notes as well it's um he's become the face of this similar it's not a drug what's Botox a drug no <laughs> a chemical like cosmetic <laughs> what it's a solution a, a liquid anyway it's basically similar to that it's like a sister thing and it's called Zeoman and he's like the face of it. And he's done a full infomercial about how he uses injectables to get rid of frying lines. Okay. And it's he says he's using it to target his frying lines. And like in the ad, he can't really move anything. <laughs> it's so funny, the advertising in America. It's like they can advertise for Botox or like whatever that. And a guy is. like that's so. And he was like, I like to wake up looking fresh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like my face when you're asleep but your face is that's still the same position and his eyebrows like really aren't I just thought it was 
Like, he's 30, I think he's probably about 34 or something, and he's a guy getting paid to talk about his work. Oh, God. At least he talks about it unlike Zac Efron. There's a difference between talking about it and being the poster boy. He's the poster boy for a Zeoman. If, like, a, a Bella Hadid was the spokesperson for Botox, it's still a bit of a weird, like brand partnership it's but like, she would get such hate for that yeah 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 true i just think it's maybe like it's, you bimbo like do you know is no one else but is no one else ringing your phone like that you're doing ads for cosmetic sur- uh, injections well i'm just thinking like the payout he joe jonas must have got was must have been insane like lisa renna from real housewives of beverly hills i know you don't watch mm. it but avid users will know where she is and she's like, she did a, a campaign for um, adults, what are they called? Depends, you know, for like when you get to a certain age, like not nappies, something. I don't want to call it a nappy. Oh, yes. It's not a nappy. They're like padded pants. Sure. Yeah. Sure. She did an infomercial for that. And she's like that on the show. She's like that commercial paid for XYZ. She was like, I made so much money out of it. Wow. And she didn't need it. It's not like she had any incontinence issues. And Chris Jenner did it as well, I think. Oh, she Didn't did. She? You're she so did. right. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, there is a real double standard, I think, though, between like men and women getting behind that stuff. And I think like with Amy Schumer, in fairness, she just... And it was in plastic surgery with her. She's like, I'm on steroids for an autoimmune. Like. Yeah. And like, in fairness, like she was on like Jimmy Fallon, Jimmy Kimmel, The, the View. She's on. She was doing like she was all over the, the circuit. Yeah. So like loads of people are seeing her. And in fairness, she does look, I remember when I saw her, I was like, God, she looks like really different, especially when it's kind of is just her face. But like when she, I just love her response and like she's well able to handle it or whatever. And like, but it is just funny how Joe Jonas can parade around you know, just the double standard. Talking is, about his injectables. Talking about his, yeah. And then ever just accusing her. And so like he's given birth. She's given birth. I know. And like she had a terrible birth. Yeah. I must say she did a docu-series Oh, so she did this um, amazing documentary, I think it was HBO, called Expecting Amy. And it was her on the road while she was pregnant. Okay. Doing like finishing off her tour. And it's like her her husband basically films the whole thing. Like there's very few cameras. It, show, it documents her, how difficult her pregnancy was with her little son, Jean. She basically had that syndrome. I think Kate Middleton has it as well, where like you can't stop getting sick. Mm. And it can be, like it, there's like something like 60% of babies don't survive because... Because you're getting sick so much, the babies can't get any nutrition. Like, it's really... Oh, God. It's really dangerous. So she had that. And, like, the whole thing, she's, like, just in the toilet bowl, like, getting sick or in hospital getting fluids. I just feel like health-wise, she's been through so much. And, like, like she knows when she goes on, stepping onto the view there, that there's going to be, like, all these trolls in the comment bars talking about how she looks. Like, I just think, like, to be taken as seriously as a man in this day and age like her versus say Brad Pitt and his work done yeah or even Zac Efron like women just get that much of a harder time and it just that Barbie speech just rings so true because it's just that America Ferrera did it just like you know we have to work 10 times as hard to be taken not even as seriously and like she has a new show to promote what's it called Love and Beth and something something Life and Beth Life and Beth. I watched season one. It's quite slow, but it was still good. I love her. I love her too. You know, it just proves the, th- the, the theory that like, you know, women just by 
like didn't she say that in in one of her comments about people she said like every other women person sometimes i feel confident and good as hell and others i want to put a bag over my head oh it's like but just everybody like no one's listening to what you're saying people are just commenting on how you look yeah I mean, people did go in on Zac Efron. Ah, no, they did. But, but... but that was the exception to the rule, I agree. Yeah. Anyway, more power to her, I love her. Yeah. There's also a thing of like, she's maybe more, is she more famous than, than Zac Efron or something like? But sorry, hers was in plastic surgery is the point. <laughs> like yeah, his sorry. clearly is. I have a steroid, steroid issue. His moon face is from fillers. Yeah. Plushcare.com/slash/people/today. I want to bring this topic to light in a safe space. An environment. Just to allow a bit of nuance, a, li- a bit of discu- open-minded discussions. Nobody's here to shit all over anybody. It's the equivalent of the spear stick and handing it around and let's just air each other's grievances. Okay. I realise I just went on like a 10-minute rant about Beyonce and how much I'm like obsessed with her. I do not have those same feelings about Taylor Swift. <laughs> and if somebody did what I'm about to do now to Beyonce, I would be really upset. Now, sorry, I'm not going too hard in on Taylor. Sorry, sorry. But I must say, I we're recording this on Friday. So it's right after the, the week of the Super Bowl. So this will come out Tuesday. I'm highly aware it'll have died down a bit. But I'm just speaking from a whole week of Taylor and Travis saturation i think i'm at a point where i can't see or listen to so much about the same couple and everyone obsessing over every single move that they make i get that they're like a cute hot couple it's literally are they a cute hot couple yeah but like that's how they're being she's cute not yeah but like with (laughs) with him He's honestly such a collection of icks. He's a caveman, is he? And I, I must put a link in the show notes to the ever-evolving style of Travis Kelsey. Yeah, I've seen... Because it's got what he wore to the Super Bowl was so sparkly. Is he a... I need to pick my words here. Country bumpkin. <laughs> I, I, would, uh, I would really support what you've just said. Sort of I like think a there's... Texas, but not a Beyonce kind of Texas. <laughs> he's Kansas. Yeah, I don't know actually where he's from. I would just really question his intentions with Taylor Swift. 
because one, they're only together since September. Can we just... Is that all? And everyone's like, why aren't they engaged? It's like, I have shit in my fridge older than this relationship. Yeah. What age is he? They're both, thir- they're, they're both 34. He looks like way older now. I think it's the beard. But from the little bit I know, he had an e-show, which was a bit like the, the Bachelor, and it was called Catching Kelsey. And it was like all about like people trying to date him. And then he's been saying like, oh, I want to get like, I love Taylor Swift or talking about her on his podcast. But now I'm just like, I've, I know we t- briefly touched on this on the podcast before, but like, I just really do question his intentions because I think Taylor Swift is like, she's very like free with her heart. Like she loves love. Her portfolio of boyfriends. Mick described it as like, you know, in high school music, uh, in high school movies. I thought you were going to say he described it as high school musical. And I was like, you've been hiding <laughs> your boyfriend from me. <laughs> <laughs> If I found someone who could make an analogy and compare it to High School Musical, wowie, that would be a romance of the ages. (laughs) Well, it kind of is, right? Well, like, well, with the singing. But no, so, you know, in High School movies where they're like, that's the JV jocks. That's the stoner boys. They're the bad boys. They're the... Like the breakfast club. Wannabe Wall Street guys. They're the the nerds. There's the art freaks. There's the band. Like, I feel like Taylor has taken, gone out with each one of those people. Sorry, Mick thinks that, and I totally agree. Oh, sorry. And then, sorry, I've done loads of research. Then Jess gave, gave a great point being like, she must have like the world's most powerful vagina because men get really obsessed with her. They go out with her and then they just humiliate themselves. Like Tom Hiddleston walking on the beach with the I Heart TS. Remember that? Yes, I remember that. She cast this like magic spell on these men and then they just like humiliate themselves. Travis Kelsey, I understand you've won the Super Bowl. But like, you need to stop with the tongue wagging and the dancing. The thing I sent you earlier. He was really pissed at the homecoming, the Kansas City. Hammers. Singing Elvis, wearing. Hammers. This must be part of the NFL. I don't know. But like the UFC boxing fighting style belts, the long shorts and the trucker cap and the fucking piece of straw hanging out of his mouth. He is just... Yeah, you expect a tumbleweed to kind of blow by, don't you? Yeah, and it's like, I sh- I shouldn't really have an opinion on a, like a football NFL player. But like, the shit he was doing during the Super Bowl, and he was like really shouting at the coach. And I understand it's a high pressure, like, you know, they, they would in overtime of the Super Bowl. But like, I would question his intentions because like, he's obviously been trying to get famous for a while doing the like catching Kelsey and, you know, courting Taylor. And apparently he was a big fan of her music. And then like now his podcast, New Heights, is a podcast Travis does with his brother Chelsea. That's like number one all the time. It's like one of the top five. His name's Travis Kelsey and his brother's name is Chelsea. No, no, sorry, sorry. His brother's Jason. Jason and Travis Kelsey. (laughs) Casey Kelsey, sorry. (laughs) So so their podcast is doing like astronomically well. His brother's now famous because of Classic. all this extra media attention. Now it's, you know, his, um, uh, Travis Kelsey's jersey is like one of the, in the top five biggest selling jerseys ever sold. They're now talking about all the money that like Taylor has brought to the NFL. 
And there, it's an estimated 330 million in brand value and ad revenue that Taylor added just by going to the games. Blake Lively and what's her name? Ice Spice, all of them. All that. So they're bringing, yeah, no, that was, it was the highest viewed Super Bowl uh, with 123.4 million households tuning into it. And it nearly beat the moon landing in 1969, which was viewed by 125 million people. So like this is how astronomical her audience and like the power she has. And like these two worlds colliding, like I'd say from like a PR point of view, this like global domination narrative that Taylor Swift has. Going out with a football star is like a pretty clever move because the Super Bowl is like the Olympics of being American. So you have like a singer girl who's at the peak of her fame with the NFL it's like prom king and queen do you not think she's kind of looking at him now being like what's happened here that's the thing so I think she's like oh my god I'm in too deep do you know what I think they've met in September and he obviously hasn't been drinking this whole time because uh, <gasps> of the training and now she's seeing his drunk self and she's going oh hang on ick because she loves to drink like she's great crack the videos for the Super Bowl very funny but they're having fun. But then I've seen some where she's a bit like, uh, like, oh my God. You are dead right. I think she's, you know, when you're like friends with someone or I, let's say a work friend or something. And then after a while, you end up going out with them for drinks and you see. True colours. Yeah. And... He's a sloppy mess, isn't he? That is so true. Blown that wide open. Yeah, I think I think that's what's happening. Oh, this is the thing. Could she not have just tread a bit more carefully? They were swept up in the Super Bowl. Swept up. What, what I think she needs to do is, she can't just break up with him because all the NFL people will be like coming at her with like pitchforks and like a witch hunt with the, with the yeah. fires and the pitchforks <laughs> and wanting to cancel her. And then that'll be at the end of her career. So what she's going to have to do is like create some kind of like cheating narrative, cheating scandal and start painting him as the bad boy. And then she comes out the hero. He's going to be too busy. Chewing on straw. And singing Elvis to notice. Hammered. He's not a good drunk. Shit face. Drinking cowboy juice and a... Chewing on tobacco. Yeah. On his porch. Yeah. He is a country bomb. 100%. A time bomb. It's a time bomb. But I also think like, you've only been going out with this person since September. And I, I appreciate in Hollywood, it's like a pressure cooker and things move. It's much more condensed. And I think at that age as well, and in that... Uh, industry yeah, yeah everything's accelerated exactly and you can be you're put under a microscope all of america's watching you like taylor was on the super bowl ads the ads were, like it's in billboard ads it was like usher travis kelsey and then taylor was in the ads and she's just being in an ad because she was she's going to the match but it's under this microscope and the whole world is watching like or 125 million households watching like your relationship and everything so like you can appreciate like getting like swept up in that and be like oh my god this must be amazing but like a lot of the time when you see them together, it seems like really awkward or like it doesn't seem oh. that genuine. And then because it's such a whirlwind since September, like how do you know how you really feel? Like literally the whole entire globe is watching every move of your relationship and like the amount of like column inches this relationship is getting. It's just like very oversaturated. And I just question him I think she's gotten the ick yeah and I don't, how, how do we help Taylor because you're so 
you're not anti-Taylor. No. But you know, you no, no, you're not. But you have a conspiracy theorist vibe about the PR machine, etc. Oh. Would you like to v- wager a bet yeah. on when you think this relationship will be in the toilet? Ooh. Do I bet against you or do I just predict? I just don't think it will end up well, but I don't have a prediction. If you would like to throw your prediction into the ring. So he's going on tour with her. So she's in Australia now and then she's doing the Europe leg and he's going with her. So he's obviously taking, there's obviously a break from the football. So I think that they might die down as in like, she'll just be on tour. It'll be that kind of narrative and he'll be at like the gigs. But I'd say she might wait till the tour to finish, but also let like the Super Bowl like hype die down. So I wouldn't say it's happening soon. I'd say she'd let all that like hysteria calm down. Venture a guess and when you think it will happen. Ish. When does Eras end? Well, I think she's in London in August, isn't she? Is she not exhausted? Oh God, it goes on till Christmas, 8th of December. But like then you can blame like tour schedules. Conflict, yeah. I don't think they'll break up soon. Oh look, paint a picture. She's going to be on tour like say five nights a week never around he's gonna think it's all great and cool and fun for the first like week or like maybe month but then he's gonna get really bored being like what the hell do i do he's gonna be in amsterdam then he'll start eating a lot then he'll pile on the pounds she'll say wow are you not gonna go to the gym today you look a bit large is that a moon <laughs> yeah. face he'll say are you criticizing me yeah, i just won the super bowl is this not good enough <laughs> Are you not entertained? Why are you always criticising me? Exactly. And then he'll storm out, get really pissed and cheat on her. Yeah, I, do, I don't know if the tour lifestyle will suit Travis, especially in such a young relationship. And like, does he have a passport? No, definitely not. Only internal flights. 100%. I want to believe it's like America. Someone called him the first couple of America. Oh, God. Yeah, it's like, it's just a bit like, why is everyone like... I, I know the world is like a really scary place at the moment, but like, why are we putting all our hopes and dreams in this poor couple? It's like so much pressure. However, maybe that's why they're like really light relief. Yeah. If I see that video of her going clubbing, like with her parents that I had the Super Bowl, if I see that on one more website, I'm going to scream. Like it's everywhere. But she's getting the ick, so it's so good. I know. But I just think like even there was that one video where it was like, he's at the front of the nightclub. And he's like doing this like funny little point to the beat. I know what you're talking about. And then you kind of turn around and then Taylor's on the other kind of like close, but like. Yeah. And it's a remix of her song. What I find weird is like, because I've watched like a thousand times, but everybody in the club there is going like, you can see in their face, like we're in the same nightclub as Travis and Taylor. Like no one's really dancing. Everyone's just like looking at him, looking at her. Whereas it kind of feels like he's on like a night out with like on his own or just with like those around him. Everybody else is just literally like, oh my God, we're in the nightclub on the Super Bowl night with Travis. Jaws open. On the floor. Yeah. They're they're honestly like zoo animals. Yeah, that's kind of sad though. But anyway, prediction is, I'd say they'll let the Super Bowl hype die down. I'd say it'd be in a few months. Oh, so you think it's 2024? Yeah. Do you think the latter half or the the first half? I'm being called to six months away. So what are we now to? Eight months, August. Okay, so second half, Q3. Okay, listeners, you have Clara's prediction here. Should you want to battle Clara on a prediction, please let us know. Please. And I'm not here to shit on Taylor, I really am. You're just here to shit on Travis. <laughs> it's just, I just question 
Travis. I think that's fine. He can handle it. I just think like he's made a lot of money from her. And I just uh, uh, like you've made a lot. Your podcast is number one. Your jersey's sold out. There's bajillion people coming to your to watching your sport because of who your girlfriend is. Why would he ever want to break up with her? Yeah, she's, you know, she's has the upper hand. She's the better. She's better. Like she's adding so much to his life. But what's he adding to hers? What's he bringing to the table? I agree. Yeah. I'm actually quite protective of Taylor. Who knew? Gazer, it is your turn for recommendation. Do you have one for the lovely listeners this week? I do. And I've been meaning to recommend it for a while. But look, tinfoils and dishwashers took over. There is a movie on Disney Plus and it is called Theatre Camp. Oh, yes. (laughs) It came out last summer. It is such a delight. It is for anyone who has ever performed on stage or basically just been in a school play. Sorry to interrupt you, but this actually relates to this. Please. I drove by our school, our old school. Oh. For anyone who doesn't know, Clara and I went to the same school. Drove by it earlier. And they're doing Matilda, the musical. It's branded. Whoa. I'm so annoyed we're not in school now purely for the budget that they're putting into it. It's a full... No way. I'm so jealous. Yeah, I'll try and take a picture if I pass it. Matilda, the musical fully advertised very theatre camp energy wow well this is the movie for any yeah it's a school play energy god I'm so jealous I know we never got those opportunities if anyone's listening from that school don't actually have any threat sorry I was going to threaten them but there's no point in threatening (laughs) (laughs) if anyone's listening good luck in your leaving search yeah I hope you break a leg at the play (laughs) sorry theatre camp is just a fantastic 90 minutes it, it it's got the right amount of like nostalgia of the school play energy mixed with the weirdness of theater <laughs> but it, it's kind of in a way like everybody it, it's it's so cool and like so it's about this like theater camp and during one summer and it's a bit like a mockumentary yeah that's what i liked about it i've only seen the first 10 minutes it reminded me of mean girls you know when we, like the way yeah. they had such like cult humor Obviously now it's like so iconic or whatever. But there, there's so many jokes in this that it's like, it's so similar to that, that like there's just even the way people move around the stage and like get really upset about things. That it's like a huge world, a huge thing in the theatre camp world. But in the like real world, it's like you don't need to take it that seriously. It is one of the best films I've seen in a long time. It's such a cosy hug joy i just really wish i saw when we were doing our school plays <laughs> my sister watched it with my mum and she was howling oh maybe i'll watch it with my mum yeah you could because i was like i didn't think that that would be a yeah. film mum likes but they i think it just it's it rings true to anyone who's been a thespian <laughs> for us thespians a thespian it rings th- through <laughs> we are thespians <laughs> the only reason we're doing this podcast is because we're stifled thespians <laughs> like let's be let's be real here <laughs> yeah this is just right <laughs> this is a calling card for us to get to the theater <laughs> called up on stage for once and for all so there you go disney plus theater camp go watch it actually just just as a side note i'd like to shout out to your sister sophie who i played a priest with <laughs> in second year <laughs> yeah you see me and so me and you were never in the same place but sophie my sister and this <gasps> podcast sophie we had were so much fun I just remember giggling the whole time and I remember oh. people in my sorry girls in my class were like 
Sophie and her priest friend are like having the best time ever. Like they were almost, they were, they were like, they're a bit jealous. Like, let's be frank. You know, if someone's having crack with someone in another year, you're like, what's going on there? So they masked it as like, why are you doing that? And me and Sophie would just be like, fuck off. We're having the best time. Like I've never had so much fun that I had with Sophie as a priest. Oh, yes. (laughs) Because Sophie was like the bridge between so your sister Rachel we're all thespians no the five of us there's five sisters involved in the thespianism it's myself my sister and Clara yes. and her two sisters so there's five thespians and we're all in cascading years we are connected by the theatre five <laughs> sisters one love five sisters one art <laughs> <laughs> it's a religion it's like first came Rachel. She broke the ground. She did. Rachel played outstanding characters. She was great in Fiddler on the Roof. She played the man of the house. She was she was Teve. If you can't notice our school <laughs> made us all play men if you had any sort of height. <laughs> That's one art and that art was playing a man in a play. That art was height. <laughs> that art was, and a deep voice. Like Sophie, Sophie was laughing. My sister was like, "I was always playing like the pillar of the community in these school plays. <laughs> like I was a priest. I was the what's the dad in um, Aladdin, the Sultan. <laughs> She's such a Sultan. She is. <laughs> I was really annoyed then because I wasn't in the next play with her oh. because you know you can't do it in third year. Oh, there, yeah, and then. Yeah, so Sophie kind of bridged between you and your sister. And then I, 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 Hannah never really stepped her toe onto a stage, did she? Hannah's not in the thespian community. I don't think so. I'm sure. I don't think she did, was in any of the plays. That's really awkward now if she was and you've forgotten. Because she, she listens to this religiously. Oh, yeah, I know. Better t- I don't think she was. Uh, Hannah, if you are a thespian, just let us know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll Give just... us a WhatsApp. Or, sorry, if any of the listeners are thespians, please let us know. We should do a play. A live... <laughs> a live play. A live reenactment. Yes. Sorry, I was just thinking about the five thespians. Yeah, no, but we need to play, like, pillars of the community. We need to play men. Like, we couldn't play women. Or we could... Everyone play one of the other sisters. <laughs> we could recreate that boozy brunch we had in um yeah it wasn't Brixton. It was Brixton. That was so funny. It was. We all got lost, but then randomly all ended back up in the McDonald's in Brixton at half two in the morning. And we kept singing football's coming home. She's coming home. Coming She's home. coming home. <laughs> She's coming. <laughs> I don't want to say England. She's coming. But I bloody love that song. Oh. Thank you so much for your recommendation, Clara. Really appreciate it. That was so soothing. That's Esh there. Loved it. Thoroughly enjoyed enjoyed a trip down Thespian Lane to discuss the theatre with you. (laughs) Please rate, review and subscribe. Follow us on Instagram if you have anything you want us to chat about. Anyone you, a celebrity you know who has a big... Willie, if you want to tell us that, it's at Classy Cabana and at Soph underscore Lions. We can share the link to Drake's Willie, by the way, if you message us on Instagram. We can do it individually. I just didn't want to be putting it out there. Exactly. We can't due to Sophie's very good point of sharing <laughs> pornography. We, we can do it on demand. We just won't broadcast. But the link is there. It's ready. 
and waiting if anyone wants to see it. Uh, it's a good link. There's no faffing. It's right there. Anyway, we can send it to you if you'd like. Just pop us a message. <laughs> <laughs> Those numbers again are Ash Gazikuban and at so underscore line. <laughs> Should you want to share your manhood, also send them to the same place and we can rate, review and subscribe that. <laughs> Have a great week, everyone. And we'll talk to you real soon. Ta-ra. bips. Oh, that was hilarious. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.